Hey everyone, my name is Steve and you're listening to the Student Ministry Podcast. This is episode 44 and today we're going to be talking to Sean Badir. Uh, Sean actually works at uh, the same church as me. Uh, he works in, in Connections Ministry, but he is also connected with an organization called Leadership Pathway. And uh, we're going to get a chance to talk about what all that's about today. And uh, and, and essentially, before we jump in, uh, I'll just let you know, it's, it's really all about uh, connecting young leaders with churches and, and setting them up for success in the future um, through things like internships or residencies. And uh, so I hope you, you enjoy the, the conversation with Sean today. Um, it's, it's a great one. Um, I do want to uh, quickly apologize for my voice. I know that we tell people all the time um, when they're you're speaking and everything to never apologize, just go into it and everything. But I feel like my voice is like, it's been shot all week long and uh, I think it's like an allergy thing and everything. So if you don't mind actually uh, be praying for me because it's been kind of a, a problem um, as many of you probably know because uh, when you're in ministry, your voice is incredibly important. And so, uh, yeah. Um, but that, that's not important. That's not as, as important as what this conversation is all about today. So I hope you're excited. I hope you're uh, going to be taking notes and, and jotting down uh, where to contact uh, Sean and how to, to get a hold of Leadership Pathway. But before we jump into that, uh, I do want to quickly remind you that if you have not subscribed to the Student Ministry Podcast, be sure to do that. Um, we would love for you to also leave a, a positive uh, co- comment or a review on your podcast app of choice. And that just helps us kind of rise to the top and helps other youth pastors and other youth leaders find us. And uh, if you haven't not shared the the Student Ministry Podcast with other people, uh, be sure to do that and also follow us on social media. And before we get into the conversation, we want to thank our sponsors because our sponsors, um, other than you, the listeners, our sponsors are the ones that make this happen. And so first of all, we want to thank our longtime sponsor, WorkCampNE. Their website is W-O-R-K-C-A-M-P-N-E.com. And uh, many of you have heard me talk about them time after time, and, and really there's a great organization that leads these trips here in the United States, mostly in the Northeast, but they've actually got a couple outside of the Northeastern United States now. And uh, and if you're looking for an amazing opportunity to take your students to go and serve, but also have a camp experience with that, so it's not just about service, it's also about having these uh, amazing worship experiences with great speakers come in and everything, um, kind of melding the camp idea with a service week and a mission trip, make sure you connect with Work Camp NE. They also do private trips, so if their their trips that they have in the summer or during spring break don't work out for you, make sure you contact them in order to set up a private event and a private trip for your group. We're also sponsored by G-Shades Student Curriculum. G-Shades is a youth ministry curriculum and a teaching strategy that focuses on helping students to see their everyday life uh, through the lens of the gospel. A lot of us as youth pastors do a few things unintentionally. Um, we, we only talk about the gospel when we're giving an altar call or something like that. We teach students to do as Jesus did, but not to see as Jesus sees. And we give students uh, a kind of fractured picture of the faith by teaching 
biblical principles and practices uh, without tying them actually to the gospel foundation. And so in an effort to try something different, G-Shades is a curriculum designed to help you produce confident gospel-focused students who are able to use their gospel lens to navigate the complexities of modern culture. And we're in youth ministry professionally, but when it comes to the gospel, most of us naturally model it to our students. G-Shades' goal is to help youth pastors teach it to their students. And uh, each series is complete with a manuscript, uh, the small group leader guides, parent guides, daily Instagram devotionals, gra uh, games, graphic slides, and even bumper videos. So um, here's what you need to do. You need to go to gshades.org and uh, you can download your free week of the G Shades curriculum. And when you do place your order, be sure to use the promo code STUMINPOD, that's S-T-U-M-I-N-P-O-D, to receive 5% off your order. And we want to thank WorkCamp NE and G Shades for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. And with all that being said, let's jump into this conversation with Sean Badir. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Good, man. How you doing? Good, good. Um, I love that that we were able to just kind of sit across the table from each other. A lot of our podcast listeners um, probably know that I, I interview people, you know, on Skype and, and all this stuff, but it's great to actually look someone in the eye and, and actually be able to talk to them. So I know. It's probably <laughs> weird for you. <laughs> a little bit. I had to learn a new setting on my, uh, my microphone. So, um, but yeah, so um, we're going to get to talk a little bit about your ministry and, and how that connects with churches and especially youth ministries and stuff today, but um, love to talk about your story first and how you got to where you are today, um, how kind of God brought you along that path. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your story. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up in Nebraska, uh, now live in Longmont, Colorado, but it's been kind of a crazy journey from there to here. I grew up in the church, uh, but never really wanted to be in ministry. Uh, actually, you know, now looking back, I probably ran away from it more <laughs> than I wish I did. Uh, but I got to be a part of a great college ministry when, when I went to state college that uh, really influenced my life in a big way. Uh, it was a chance to just be a part of a thriving ministry at a college campus and get to see God uh, move in people's lives in amazing ways. I think that was probably the beginning of me starting to lean into uh, this calling. And uh, what happened after that is I ended up working for a small ministry school in Nebraska. I got the opportunity to travel around and meet churches all across the Midwest. Did a lot of driving around Iowa. It's really not that exciting. <laughs> uh, and uh, in doing that, just got to meet a bunch of amazing churches that really changed my perspective and helped me really get a heart for, for being a part of the local church. Cool. Cool. And then, uh, yeah, so how... What was your role in the, those, you know, meeting with those different churches and how did that eventually lead to, yeah, what you kind of this this connection with mentoring young leaders and and all that stuff? Like, I know it kinda, God kind of kept working on your heart and everything to get to that point. Yeah. So I was mostly meeting with youth pastors when I was traveling around the Midwest. And I, again, I was working for a Christian school. So obviously I was, I was in the admissions and church relations department mm -hmm. looking for potential students. Uh, but the cool part about specific focus on ministry is I was looking to talk to youth pastors about the next leader that was in their youth mm -hmm. ministry that wanted to do uh, something in, in local church ministry. Uh, so I got the opportunity just to hear about a, a lot of amazing students and 
love now to just being able to see the students that have gone on from those ministries and that are now leading thriving ministries themselves. It's, it's pretty incredible. Uh, and, and really just, I think that was, that was the beginning of me getting a real heart for developing the next generation of church leaders. Mm. Uh, I, I had never really honestly been that concerned about it. <laughs> I hadn't really realized the need in churches for leaders. And that really started to stir my heart. God was really stirring in me a desire to see young people step into local church ministry. Mm. Uh, and not only step into local church ministry, but, but find the kind of opportunities and the kind of pathway to be able to do it well for a really long mm. time. Uh, I was really just kind of messed up by the fact that so many people burn out of ministry in the mm. first couple of years. Uh, the average stay in ministry is still under three years and youth ministries like 18 months. Yep. So uh, just was, was really intrigued by that, but also just I, I have a deep desire to help candidates not take a path that ends that way, to help, to help them find a path that's going to lead to them doing this well for a really long time. Wow, that's cool. It's, it's interesting that, uh, you know, God kind of took you, someone who was running from ministry and then put you in a place where you're now encouraging other people not to run from ministry. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because I, I took a really non-traditional path into ministry. And I think a lot of people, uh, I, I have a big heart for people that are on that non-traditional path mm. as well. People that are, uh, in a state college and are thinking about doing something like this, mm. people that are at a Christian college, but maybe studying something else or people that are just not in college and trying to figure it out. Mm. Uh, I have a heart for all those people to find a path that really uh, helps them do this in the local church. Cool, cool. So let's talk a little bit about what your ministry is. So number one, you you are a co-worker of mine. Yeah, you work, right. We work at the same church. Um, so what do you can tell the podcast uh, listeners um, what you do here at LifeBridge specifically? Yeah, so I, I work here at LifeBridge as the Connections Pastor, and this was my first role in mm. church ministry, which is cool. Uh, LifeBridge has been such a such a crazy and great place <laughs> to be learning ministry, uh, and I've been here now for four years. Uh, but on top of my role here, I get the opportunity to help with this organization called Leadership Pathway. And Leadership Pathway has been around for about three years, and what Leadership Pathway does is help local, local churches uh, develop leaders from within that are going to be in local church ministry. So it's very specific to that. Mm. Uh, we do the, the vetting and finding of mm. candidates, young candidates that are looking to be in ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we really help coach the churches on how to how to best develop those people. Cool. Uh, I the, one of the things I love about Leadership Pathway is it's not an organization that steps in with all the answers. Mm. The one that steps in trying to coach the candidates mm. themselves, but really leans on the churches to do that. And mm. says says that at our core, we believe churches are the best ones to develop these young leaders. Yeah, yeah, we've been able to not experience it firsthand. Um, we have a couple of residents that have come through Leadership Pathway, and and I love the the partnership there because it's really. Uh, um, coming alongside the church and, and doing some of those things that, that you guys can specialize, specialize in and then leaning on the church to do the things that we can specialize in as well. So so kind of walk us through this whole process of kind of how how does this all work? If, if a youth pastor out there is listening and say, hey, I would like to um, get involved in, in training the next generation of leaders, um, how do I also get connected and maybe get a resident that we can train at my own church? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so with Leadership Pathway, uh, organizations that or churches that want to work with Leadership Pathway really can just start the conversation with us, mm-hmm. going to the website, leadershippathway.org. And right now we work with churches that are all over the country and get the opportunity to help them find candidates and vet them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big, big value that we add. But honestly, the thing that we care about more than finding them 
is, is helping walk with them mm. through those two years of residency. So we see churches typically adopt that two-year model mm. uh, where they say, hey, we want to have this candidate wherever they're at beginning. We want to walk with them for two years uh, and really just have, have some intentional coaching conversations on top of that. So one of the things that I've seen personally is that a lot of young candidates stepping into ministry, they have a really big heart for ministry. They may, they may even have really good biblical training and have a lot of good theological mm-hmm. answers. Uh, and they may, I mean, the really strong ones even have a great spiritual formation path where they're, hmm. they're growing spiritually. Uh, but what we see almost universally that's missing in the young candidates is the leadership piece. Yeah. Uh, and I think every youth pastor would agree when they look at the young people that they see in their ministries and what they hope for them. Uh, it's really that they that they you know uh, that they develop this leadership piece that mm. they can be the kind of leader that God's calling them to be. Mm. So a lot of our training is focused on that. I I think the. Um, Churches are, are already really good at walking people through the spiritual piece of mm. it. Uh, but where our curriculum has been helpful for churches is that it helps with that leadership piece. It helps open the doors to some difficult conversations mm. with candidates, uh, helps them focus on some specific core competencies, mm. gives language to it, and also helps give them accountability to that process to say, hey, this is what success looks like. Yeah. Success looks like you growing in these specific skills uh, so that hopefully we don't have to use terms like bad fit at mm-hmm. the end of a residency. Hopefully yeah. we don't have to use terms mm. like just didn't work out. Mm. Uh, but candidates can actually see trackable growth mm. uh, in their own leadership throughout the residency. That's cool. Yeah. I love how even that's that's kind of the goal is to be spread out for different people having um, different influences in there. So like even the residents that are serving under me are like they're they're reporting to me. I'm their supervisor, but they also have a coach that's coming alongside of them and, and helping right. with them with those those core competencies. So it's not just me telling them, you know, everything. Um, it's a it's the church surrounding them and helping them to kind of um, rise up in their leadership from from different perspectives, which is really cool. So um, let's say there's there's also a, a young uh, youth leader, aspiring uh, youth pastor out there that's listening as well, and they say, you know what, this this sounds like a really cool thing. I'd love to do this. Maybe after I graduate or as I'm getting ready to graduate college, I'd love to have this this hands-on experience. A residency sounds like an awesome next step for me. What do those young uh, aspiring youth leaders do? to get involved. Yeah, that's good. Uh, The interesting thing we're learning all the time is that these residencies Mm. tend to be like a second or third choice for Mm. candidates that are looking to get into ministry. Yeah. Uh, And that's because a lot of candidates want to get into a full-time salary role Mm. right when they get done with school. And I can totally understand that. I think it's it's for totally valid reasons. Mm -hmm. But when I talk to candidates, uh, I'm, I'm really encouraging them to consider something like this, whether it's in leadership pathway or not, because I see uh, the difference between candidates who take the opportunity to develop themselves leadership-wise mm-hmm. before stepping into their first full-time role yeah. uh, versus the ones that jump right into a context that oftentimes they're not ready for. Yeah. Uh, when I look at those statistics about people burning out in ministry, I think a lot of it has to do with them taking the wrong opportunity when they start. Hmm. Uh, it has a lot to do with them jumping into something that, that looks right, that feels right, that they maybe even feel called to do. Uh, but there's something there's something there that they're not ready for. Yeah. Uh, and they a lot of times lack the community uh, the coaching and the experience necessary to deal with that in mm. like a in a helpful way. So, uh, so for candidates that do this, we we have them apply through leadership pathway. Uh, 
I, I, I love the candidates that we have in residence right now, getting to see their growth as they mm -hmm. continue to walk through these things. Um, it's pretty amazing. And, I, and I've seen this type of experience be such a difference maker for candidates. I've seen it be the difference between them wondering if they have a job mm -hmm. and them actually wondering which job to take because there's yeah. a lot of great places that would love to, to bring them on board. Yeah. Uh, and I've also gotten to see the church benefit from that so mm -hmm. much because those leaders that got to pour into them in this uh, get to see some actual contribution back as those people stick around mm -hmm. or even as, as they go on to another partner ministry or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I love that like it, you know, as we, we bring on residents here, we've told them, you know, the goal really is to either get them to the point where we're ready to hire them or they're ready to be hired by another church. And I think that's, that's one of the cool things is um, that a residency is able to provide um, that experience that a lot of churches are saying, you know, yeah, we'd love to bring you on once you have the right experience. Mm -hmm. and, and young leaders are going, well, how do I get that experience without getting my full-time job and, and all that sort of thing. And a residency could provide that for them to have some solid experience and get That's them right. prepared to, to be, take on their first full-time ministry. And I usually tell a lot of young candidates that not all experience is created equal. Mm. So just because you have two years of part-time experience serving somewhere, doesn't mean that you actually have the connections and the training and the coaching to right. get the job that you're looking for. Yeah. And that's a hard conversation to have mm -hmm. because uh, I believe wholeheartedly in the next generation of leaders that are coming out of these institutions. Mm -hmm. I see so much in the next generation that I think the church needs. Yeah. Uh, but I also see young leaders that, that need to be coached, developed, mm -hmm. and need the right kind of experience. Mm -hmm. uh, they need the right kind of leader over them that has the capacity to pour into them, mm -hmm. has the capacity to develop them, and honestly has the strength to have hard conversations when they have to have it. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. So I'm sure that um, you know a lot of people have, have gained a lot of information already from from this, and they're already taking notes. They're they're checking out your website and everything. But um, you get a chance right now um, to to talk to the other youth leaders out there. Um, you know, I know we have some some youth pastors that have been in ministry for years and years and years um, that are listening and maybe some brand new, uh, maybe even students who are, who are interested in youth ministry and they're listening to the podcast. So you're a broad audience. So um, what are a couple tips as you've worked with youth pastors over the years and um, connected with young leaders? What are a couple tips that you'd like to share with the audience? Man, there's, there's one thing that comes to mind when I think about all the awesome youth leaders that are out there uh, working in youth ministries, and it's, and it's this. Uh, I see incredible things happen when a youth leader looks at a young person and says, hey, I see something in you that I mm -hmm. think God could use in ministry. Mm -hmm. uh, I see amazing things happen through that. And you know what? It rarely happens with me when I have that conversation. It always happens through these youth leaders that have relationship and connection with these young mm. people that take the time to call them out and say, hey, I see something in you. Mm. Uh, so youth leaders out there, I, I just would say, who's the next you? Mm. I'd encourage you to be looking at these young people, looking at the gifts that God's given them. And a lot of times, the ones that are really good and really cut out for this are not thinking about doing ministry. Mm. They're thinking about doing other things. They've got other dreams, but it's very possible that even though that's what they're communicating, that they're hiding something that they've felt for a long time. Yeah. Uh, that like me, they're covering something up or <laughs> pushing something away that they're afraid to jump into. And it could be just because nobody's ever looked at them and said, I think you could do this. Mm. Uh, and youth leaders, we, we really need you. We meaning the local church, right? Mm. The local church needs youth leaders looking at young people saying, hey, uh, we need you to do this. Yeah. 
That's so good. I remember a couple of years ago when I was at a, at a conference and I remember, I don't even know what the main theme of the conference was, but I remember just God laying that on my heart that like as a youth leader, I think one of my, my biggest goals is of course to teach the gospel to, to teenagers and all that sort of thing, but um, but to also to be able to look at a, at a teenager and to be able to call out the God-given potential in them and and point them in the path um, to so that they can live out God's purpose in this world. and. Um, so yeah, I think, and I, and I also think, you know, just looking at, I know that we have less and less um, students that are going into ministry and, and all that stuff. And I, and I wonder how much of that falls back on the local church, mm-hmm. that we're not really taking that role seriously um, of calling that out uh, of the next generation and then pointing them in the right direction and having opportunities like residencies and stuff like that to really help train them to, to be the leaders um, that we need for the generations to come. Mm-hmm. So. That's right. And I think sometimes we're, you know, we're uncomfortable having that conversation mm. with young people because we want to, uh, we want to help give, you know, help them know that we're great with whatever they choose to do with their lives. Mm. Right. There's so many great things they can do with their lives. There's so many amazing vocations out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what, what I don't believe is that like the church ministry one is greater than the other ones. But what I do know is that there's local churches everywhere. Mm. Uh, that are looking for that next leader. They're looking for that. Uh, and I know that the church's growth long-term is dependent upon great young leaders stepping into this and saying, yeah, that's what I want to be a part of. Yeah. That's what I really want to spend the best hours of my day working towards. Cool, cool. Well, thanks so much, John, for uh, for joining me today on the podcast and everything. Um, if people want to connect with you, they want to learn more about Leadership Pathway, where should they go? Yeah, just head to leadershippathway.org. You can find my email address on there. Uh, you can fill out a form if you're a church that's interested in hearing more. If you'd like to uh, start to walk the path with us, we'd love to start the conversation. And if you're a young candidate, it's the same thing. Head to that website. I would love to chat with you more. One of my favorite things is just having great conversations with the young leaders who are searching mm-hmm. through this, trying to figure out what's next, trying to hear about what options are out there. Uh, and I always love having the conversation about uh, how much the church needs them. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks again. Thanks for all you do here at LifeBridge and and also uh, with the church as a whole through Leadership Pathway. And may God bless your ministry. Yeah, man. Love it. Thanks for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sean, and and I do encourage you to check out their website at Leadership Pathway. Um, it's it's such a great, awesome opportunity uh, there for for you and your church to get involved in training the next generation of leaders. But also, if you're listening out there and and you don't have a ministry yet, and you're trying to get into ministry, this is a great opportunity for you to go out there and get some experience and learn all these uh, these great skills uh, in, in a great environment in a church, and just having people pour into you. One of my favorite experiences uh, was through my internship and my residency. They really just helped me set up uh, well for ministry when I first started in um, many years ago. Um, but, so I had my Bible college experience, but I think um, that coupled with my my internship and my residency all together was just, just a great godsend. And so if, if you've been kind of on the fence and you're not really sure about residency, you're like, maybe I, I feel like I'm ready to get, jump in full time and everything, just do just try it out um, because it's one of those things that, that you're not gonna. I don't think anybody's gonna be sorry that they actually did it. Um, yeah, it may it may um, stop you from jumping into a full time ministry like right after college or right away. But I think uh, what you are gonna gain from that experience is gonna be so so invaluable. So um, make sure that you do uh, check out Leadership Pathway and uh, connect there with Sean and uh, ask him all your questions and and everything. Uh, also, we want to thank uh, our 
sponsors for the Student Ministry Podcast one more time, WorkCampNE. Check out their website at W-O-R-K-C-A-M-P-N-E.com for all your mission trip needs right here in the United States. Uh, Kind of mission trip, like I said, but also camp together. So it's a really cool experience for uh, middle school and high school students. And then also G-Shades Curriculum. Uh, Student curriculum helps students to see the gospel connection um, in their everyday life. And if you do uh, use this promo code STUMINPOD, that's S-T-U-M-I-N-P-O-D, when you check out, you're going to get 5% off your order and uh, that just lets them know that we sent you over there too and kind of just build this partnership there with uh, with G-Shades. So thanks to WorkCamp NE and G-Shades for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. Um, We're going to be back next month with another amazing interview. Um, I'm sure... It's going to be amazing because they're always amazing because uh, I get to hear about what God is doing through the life of youth leaders out there, uh, just like you. So here's the deal. If you have someone that you would recommend uh, that I interview on a future podcast, just get a hold of me. You can contact me directly uh, on Twitter. It's at Steve Cullum. That's S-T-E-V-E-C-U-L-L-U-M. Or you can contact the Student Ministry Podcast on social media as well. We're at Pod on Twitter, but we're also at the Student Ministry Podcast both on Facebook and Instagram. And we'd love to connect with you and love to get any recommendations for other youth youth leaders that uh, we should be interviewing on future episodes. Um, Some cool stuff is coming down the line. We got NYWC in a a few months. Uh, We got the the Download Youth Ministry is doing its gigantic uh, volunteer training on the 21st of September. So if you've not signed up for that, make sure you head over to trainmyvolunteers.com. And and here's the deal. Podcast listeners, I got a special I got a special deal for you. If you use the code be our guest promo, that's all capital, all one letter, or all one word, be our guest promo, when you check out, you're actually gonna get twenty dollars off of your church's admission to the the download youth ministry uh, volunteer training. I know, I know that's crazy, right? They're not even a sponsor. I just got a code and I want to throw it out there to you guys. So uh, sign up your volunteer team. The entire price is for your whole team, not per individual. That's your whole team. So head to uh, trainmyvolunteers.com and uh, and use that promo code and you can save 20 bucks off your church's admission. So I got a lot of stuff for you guys. You can check out G-Shades and WorkCamp and DYM and all that cool stuff. Make sure you do that. Make sure you connect with us uh, on social media between podcasts. And uh, as always, may God bless your ministry.